0: Welcome to today's edition of Feet to the Fire, where we're always challenging the status quo. For more cutting-edge commentary, go to FeetToTheFire.org. That is Feet, the number two, TheFire.org, and now your host. Let's get right to it. Good morning and welcome to Feet to the Fire. This is your host, Sergio Fassa. You know, I forgot to say something yesterday that came to my mind after the show. I explained that Fox News article that said coffee is allegedly contributing to climate change, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. So we're being told by these Canadian researchers that we need to diminish the amount of coffee we're drinking and move over from traditional drip coffee to instant, and by the way, keep it lukewarm so that you don't use as much electricity. It is a, it's not just a reduction in the standard of living. It's not just a casual assault on prosperity. It is you become the modern serfs in a modern fiefdom where you are tied to the land, you eat the government porridge that's given to you, and you don't complain about it because we control everything. And, and it's not even this... It's not even this thrill of control. How much can we control? It's this belief that it, we ought to, it is necessary to control down to the very hot beverage in your cup in the morning because this is the way we will usher in a man-centered utopia. Some are deluded into thinking you can get to this utopia in this world. Others have more nefarious motivations that they crave power. I think that's more it. I don't, I don't think man has this just inherent natural love for his fellow man that he wants utopian peace worldwide. I think man has a penchant, a tendency towards craving power and wealth and control. And so they want it and don't even realize that in their silly little research at universities, They're doing everything they can to engineer control down to the monitoring and top-down control of even the very hair follicles on your head. But why did I bring this up again? I did the coffee yesterday. What I wanted to say is, who is paying for this nonsense? I think it was the university. I'm pretty sure it was. And who cares? Do you realize... This was my observation, I just wanted to point out. We're spending money. Universities are spending money. Governments are, are, are investing through uh through endowments to these universities, locations of higher education and great sophisticated insight. Governments are issuing endowments, spending tax dollars. Universities are wasting the money that they make from exorbitant rates charged to students. And it's being spent on what? Research to find out not only if coffee affects climate change, but what kind of coffee and which is worse. They might as well be spending money to find out if unicorns are causing localized and worldwide earthquakes. Like that's how stupid and out of this world, out of the bounds of reality, something like this is. And then what kinds of unicorns, color, size, shape, and from what mystical land have they come? Which ones affect earthquakes more or less? I know it's a silly, a silly example, a silly metaphor, but this is how ridiculous it is. And I ask, in what kind of civilization are we living in the West when we're spending money and time and writing, writing up papers on the results of this? Hotair.com. This is great. Seattle socialist faces a new challenge from sustainable pot farmer. This is crazy leftist Seattle Outdoes itself in its leftism. So we told you uh, six months ago. Do you remember that scatological incident at that councilwoman's house? Scatology is the study of an infatuation with that's right excrement. It's a it's a fancy word. Infatuation with feces. And there was that scatological episode at our house when people showed up. They were rioting. Socialists rioting at other socialists. You gotta love it. They're, they. It's You're not socialist enough. So they're rioting at your house, outdoing one another. And they were throwing poop at this world, woman's house. And she was, here's what was so ironic. She, she was the one spearheading defund the police in Seattle and spearheading it for the nation and voted against their defund efforts, I believe, because it wasn't enough defunding. She wanted more. Then there's protests at her house years later, months later, whatever the case, and they're throwing poop at her house, and who does she call? She demands that the Seattle law enforcement show up to stop the uh, poop fest, the poop throwing fest at her house. I'm not trying to be crass. This is the reality. This is, this is It was such a clear, illustrative, real-life metaphor for what these leftist policies do and create a... a, a an entire experience of living in excrement when you institute and enact these leftist policies. So she wants the cops because people are throwing that at her house. Well, now, guess what? She's being challenged, you would think, by a hard-right conservative, right? No. Seattle's Socialist City Council member, Shama Sawant, Sawant, the scatological queen, has arguably been a disaster for the city In 2020, she was the council member who pushed for a 50% cut to the police budget. But today, pot, no, not conservative, but pot farmer Joy Hollingsworth announced that she would challenge Sawant for the seat. So if you're not left enough cutting the police and then hypocritically demanding cops when poop's being thrown at your house, we're going to go even farther. And now we've got a pot farmer who is, I guess... Of the character and integrity to be running for council in the good old USA. Hotair.com. Three cheers for the surge in liberal men getting vasectomies. That's right. Here's from the article. We love tracking social trends around here, and an interesting one has shown up among liberal American men over the past year or so. But this has nothing to do with fidget spinners or facial tattoos. In the wake of the Supreme Court decision in Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health and the subsequent restrictions on abortions enacted in some states. So in the wake of this monumental culture-shifting over 40-year, almost 50-year wait for the reversal of Roe v. Wade... This massive judicial reform we've been waiting for, Dobbs' decision, overturning Roe v. Wade and putting abortion back in the hands of the state so that it can be restricted and outlawed. Here's the response of liberal men. Younger American men have been getting vasectomies in record numbers. Life News reported last week that medical professionals are citing an increase of about 100 and 200 percent in the number of vasectomies being performed around the nation, and many patients proudly describe their decision as a show of solidarity with pro-abortion women. Men, have you not been duped? These liberal men, who I would already describe as neutered and emasculated with no brass because they care more about save the trees than they do about their own manhood. And having succumbed to over 40 years of feminism and pro-choice, nauseating claptrap over and over again, being shoved down our throats, I am woman, hear me roar, let me kill my baby. When that finally gets reversed... The men who have succumbed to that, the liberal emasculated men say, you know what? We're not only going to see your pro-choice argument and support it. We're going we're gonna to double down and one-up you by saying, you know what? We're going to, as a show of solidarity, mutilate our body and essentially officially neuter ourselves so that we can show we so much support women. And I'm not making an argument for or against vasectomies. I don't care if that's what you decide to do with your wife for reasons of birth control because you're past the time of childbearing or whatever the case, you're done. That, I'm not talking about that. I'm saying why you're doing it. If you're doing it as a show of solidarity with women, they have doubly emasculated you and shown themselves to have the upper hand and you to be the dominated, weakened subdued, obedient sex, men being put in their place. Cut it off, pardon my description, neuter yourself because we as women own you. And these men are happy to imply, uh, uh, oblige, happy, happy to agree because they're apparently getting what they want from women, which is horrible, whatever pleasure they want and saying, yeah, 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 don't worry about the babies, we'll neuter ourselves. It's sick. This is the Western man. All right, I want to address these shootings that occurred, which are horrible and terrible. We had just yesterday, ABC News, Half Moon Bay, California. There was a shooting, seven deceased so far we know. Chun Li Zhao, 67 years old, of Half Moon Bay has been arrested in connection to the incidents. New York Post reported over the weekend about the gentleman who tackled the California dance club mass shooter, Hu Can Tran. Surveillance images show when a guy grabbed trans semi-automatic assault pistol, even though that guy was certain he was about to die. So there were two mass shootings recently in California and a couple quick observations. Very interesting that in an anti-gun state where apparently we're all safer when we take away everybody's guns. Take away everybody's guns. Everybody be safer. There's mass shootings because, listen, criminals don't follow laws, and they're not getting their guns through the legal means anyway. And no matter how many gun laws you pass, all you're doing is disarming the righteous and law-abiding and giving an upper hand, a violent, powerful upper hand, to the criminals who stay armed and continue to be armed and commit violent crime. So California gun-free state doesn't matter, still crime, and perhaps worse than it would be if the people weren't there sitting ducks, unarmed, innocent targets. Another observation, they're trying to spin this as anti-Asian hate crime, because the victims in the first one over the weekend were Asian, and uh, they may have been in the second one, I'm not sure, but this is, but the problem with that narrative that it's anti-Asian hate crime, of course they'll say, oh, by a crazed MAGA domestic terrorist, right? In both cases, the shooter was Asian. So that spin doesn't work. And the other observation is that the second shooting yesterday, the guy was stopped and how, no, no, I'm sorry, the one over the weekend, the guy was stopped and how was he stopped? Because a hero tackled him. But the hero thought to himself, I'm going to die, here we go. How about if our folks actually had the constitutional right which we do, to lawfully carry, and that was upheld in the states, not impeded and overturned, but we maintain that in our states, protected that right to carry. And then innocent people, when a crazed lunatic shows up to start shooting, have weapons and don't have to think to themselves, I'm about to die before they stop the shooter, they can pull out their weapons. And as Trump always said, there's bullets going back in the other direction. Listen, you cannot stop crime and violent crime, period, end of sentence. Even though the liberals are gonna wanna use this, as a pretense to justify total disarmament, taking away our quote-unquote assault weapons, which is made up. But what you can do when you arm the righteous is mitigate, listen, the frequency and severity of violent crime. Did you catch that? Mitigate, lessen the frequency, the number of times that it happens, and the severity. When it happens, how many people are actually dying? All these people don't need to die because armed citizens can stop the crime. Brandon Say, 26, was seen brawling with the 72-year-old shooter Tran as he burst into the Lili ballroom and studio after already shooting uh, shooting dead 11 people and injuring as many others at a nearby dance hall in Monterey Park last late Saturday. This is terribly tragic. The computer coder, Brandon Say, who was not armed, told Good Morning America Monday that he thought nothing of hearing the ballroom door closing until it was instantly followed by the sound of a metal object clinking together. That's when I turned around and saw that there was an Asian man holding a gun. My first thought was, I was going to die here. This was it. He told Good Morning World. What a hero. He'd never before seen a gun. He was immediately clear that the gunman wasn't there to rob us. Looked like he was looking for targets, people to harm. Started prepping his weapons. And something came over me, Brandon said. I realized I needed to get the weapon away from him and he saved lives. He needed to take his weapon and disarm him or everybody else would have died, is what Brandon said. So this is great, but this proves the point for carrying. Why should an innocent bystander who's about to become a hero and save lives think I'm gonna die in my, this moment where I'm gonna save lives? No, the perp, the perp should be put down, disarmed, stopped. The perp is the one thinking, I've done this, I'm going to die. Because innocent law-abiding civilians draw their weapons. And the other thing is, we need to start prosecuting these criminals. In broad daylight, with capital punishment, making an example. Like humans have done all throughout human history, since the Noahic Covenant, in Genesis, I think, 8. Where God said, if a man sheds blood, by man shall his blood be shed. Put him to death. No, but liberals disarm the righteous, the innocent, the law-abiding... Keep the criminals running amok. And then when they commit crimes, don't prosecute it completely backwards. Let justice roll down like waters, American righteousness, like an ever flowing stream. Don't believe the hype out there. The left's morality is completely backwards. Take away our guns, leave the criminals on the streets and all the while, by the way, spend all of our money on investigating the effects of coffee on the trees. See you tomorrow.